This charge is for you. You have to wait until I'm ready. That's your first charge. I feel like it's kind of odd to have his father give a charge. You would imagine that he has heard me charge him and exhort him all of his life. Why one more time? But I have to tell you the truth. When I think back to raising Isaac, of all the times I didn't have to exhort him, he was very easygoing and um, and most of the times it was things like, stop eating those bugs, <laughs> don't play with that centipede, <laughs> and quit harassing your sisters. I mean, this is the kind of thing that, as you know, you're, you, you seem to spend all your time as a parent talking about rather than the great things of God, which really are far more important. Um, but I thank God that you've had uh, ministers and elders and congregants here and in other churches who have poured their time and lives and energies into helping you grow as a man of God. Uh, and uh, I, I really appreciate that deeply. But I will give you a charge from the Word of God. I'll be reading from a passage from Isaac's favorite translation, so I won't tell you what it is. It's from Ephesians. It won't really look like your translation. It'd be a little different. Yet to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he took captivity captive and he distributed gifts to his men. Now this he ascended, what does it mean except that he has also descended to the nether regions of the earth? He who descended is himself also the one who ascended far beyond all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he did himself give some as apostles, and some as prophets, and some as evangelists, and some as shepherds, and some as teachers, for preparation of the saints, for the task of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until all of us attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to the mature man, to the measure of the full stature of Christ, so that we may no longer be toddlers, tossed about and swept along by every wind of teaching and the trickery of men, in cunning for their deceitful designs. But so that by speaking the truth in love, we may grow in every way in him who is our head, namely Christ, from whom the whole body, as it is joined together and united through every connection he supplies, according to the function and capacity of each individual part, produces the growth of the body for building itself up in love. There are a lot of things in that text. It's a very long text for this context, but there's nothing you can leave out in there. The overarching important theme is to remember that you are a gift to this congregation and to the OPC as a minister. You can hear that there. He gave gifts to men. Imagine if you were on the battlefield, if you were in combat, and the general comes up and hands you a pocket full of gold. What value is that? Wealth 
And riches in this world for you are really just tools at best. He, and the people of God don't really need wealth in a fight. When, when they are facing the difficulties of life, they need you. And so Christ has given you to them as their shepherd and helper and their friend, like Jesus is, to present Christ to these people and represent Christ in your words and actions and example as a gift from Christ to these people. That's He gave you to them. He gave, he gave to the people of God something far more important than other things, you know, the treasures that a triumphant Lord could distribute. He gave gifts, some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, some as pastors, and some as teachers. And, you know, what's interesting here is when you look at that list, the apostles and prophets were foundational ministers. They founded the church in the initial age. And so their ministry has finished. But then carrying forward evangelists, pastors or shepherds, it's the same meaning, and teachers are the ones, word-based ministries that that Paul focused on because we're the ones that carry on the ministry of Christ, given to Christ throughout this age for the ministry of the church. And really, a pastor uh, embodies all three of those. There are times when you will be an evangelist, will you be encountering people outside the church and presenting the gospel to people to win them to Christ. That's an evangelist, basically a missionary. Uh, And there are times when you'll be a teacher. You'll be instructing people in the word of God, like any teacher would. But then you're also the pastor. That's something that is this precious shepherding of Christ's people through example, through a tears, through exhortation, but exhortation with tears, exhortation with love and grace and kindness and compassion, the same that Christ has for these people. That's how you pastor people, and you know that. You've seen that already, and you've heard that, but that's the exhortation of the pastor to be a pastor, to fulfill that calling uh, as a gift of Christ to the people. And what's interesting is this text that I read, it's from Ephesians 4, and the text here is interesting because Paul puts himself in the church. I don't know if you saw that. Christ gave some as apostles, you know, the, the ministers, and then he says, until all of us attain to the unity of the faith, so that we may no longer be toddlers. And so that by speaking the truth in love, we may grow. So Paul says he's part of the church, too, that needs this uh, protection from error and growth in grace and unity, that we may all grow to the stature of Christ together. Paul's a member of the church. So are you. You're a member of Christ's people, given to the people of God to be their shepherd, but you're an under-shepherd because Christ is the great shepherd of the sheep. And what that means is, in particular here, Paul has actually turned to, to start facing the congregation to tell him, 
to tell them, excuse me, to tell them uh, what's really important, the means for producing growth and unity. Speaking the truth in love is what he says. By speaking the truth in love, we may grow. But you see, that's really your calling in particular. In you, that calling is heightened. It's true of every Christian. We should all speak the truth in love. And that's, that's what this text tells us. But that's really heightened for you. And you know, when people leave seminary, they're filled with all sorts of knowledge. They, uh, you know, they've heard lectures. They've seen some ministry. But it's really easy for people leaving seminary to imagine they've learned all this truth. And all they really have to do is communicate the truth to people. If I just tell the truth to people, they're going to shape up and the church is going to be pure and wonderful and everybody's going to be happy. And you better do the truth. You people, I'm telling you the truth. You can see how that works. Uh, pastors imagine the truth is somehow powerful in itself in this kind of bare exhortation that's not human anymore. It doesn't come from a shepherd anymore. It comes from somebody who wants to bludgeon people with the truth. They think the truth is some sort of hammer to harm people and kind of shape them into the way they should be. It's not the way the truth is. The truth is powerful. Oh, yeah. Truth is very powerful. It's the power of God for salvation. It's the power of Christ to speak to the hearts, to the spirit of people. But then Paul qualifies it so wonderfully. Speak the truth in love. See, that's that's now how, in one quick word, he tells you, you speak the word in love for people. You speak the word in compassion. You speak the word gently to them and helpfully and wisely. You think about how to help this person with the truth so that they will hear the truth and it will have an impact on them. Trusting that the Lord will seal the truth in their heart through the Spirit, of course, but it's in love and also it's in love for Christ. This is Christ's congregation. These are his sheep. He is the great shepherd of the sheep. Yes, the lamb of God is the great shepherd of the sheep. And you're a lamb of God too. And he's made you a shepherd. You're part of this flock, as it were, as well as a shepherd among the flock with authority over the flock as an elder would in, in, your, in fulfilling your office. And the authority of the word of God doesn't arise from you. It arises from the word of God. Speaking the truth in love to the saints of God. And there's two main purposes in this text. You can think of others. To protect them from those who would deceive them. The deceit of men, the trickery, the cunning, and the harm that would be caused to them by people who would will speak things that sound like the truth, have just enough seasoning of truth 
to be persuasive, but to be false. And to wrap them around their own fingers. So you protect them. And then secondly, that we may grow in the stature of Christ. To protect Christ's people and to help them to grow in unity, in the image of Christ, in the full stature of what he represents. This is what you are contributing to with your special ministry. And that's what Paul says you have been given to the church to do. To protect the church and to help them to grow in the truth and into Christ as their great shepherd. So then, from this point on, grow strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities, against the cosmic forces of this darkness, against the spiritual powers of evil in the high heavens. For this reason, take up the armor of God, in order that you can hold your ground in the evil day. And when you have done all that you can to stand, stand fast then, and belt up your waist with truth, and put on the breastplate of righteousness, and let your feet be shod with readiness from the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith by which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. And take up the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray with all prayer and supplication in every season in the spirit. And with this in mind, be vigilant in all persistent supplication for all the saints. Man of God, amen.